You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 204. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, to build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a fiduciary, a fee-only certified financial planner, an educator, a wealth advisor, and it is great to be with you today. And today's episode is about inflation, the Fed, and the upcoming midterm elections. But before we get to the topic of the day, do you have kids? And if so, Are your kids back in school? Because school, for the most part, around the U.S. is back in session. And what does that mean for the family? Well, I think it means back to routines. Kids generally don't like school. Kids generally don't like getting up early, especially the older that your kids get. But let me tell you, they do like a routine, even though they won't admit it. They like a routine. They don't know it. They won't admit it, but they sure do. And guess what? We all do better with the routine. If you can work out the same time every morning or night or eat breakfast the same time every day, go to school or go to work the same time every day, Go to sleep the same time every day. Well, well, maybe not the exact same time, but you know what I'm saying. And I don't know about you, but for me and my kids, we're more pleasant to be around when we have a routine. We're in better moods when we have a routine. We get more accomplished during the day when we have a better routine. We eat better. We sleep better. And guess what? That makes for a much better life. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. Inflation, the Fed, and midterm elections. That is what we're going to talk about today. And basically what I mean by that is we just want to take the temperature of what's going on in the stock market today what's going on, what's affecting it, and what are some of the things that we believe that we should be paying attention to and not just all the bad stuff. Because as we know, the first two quarters of the year in the stock market were horrible. And then the third quarter started, and I actually thought maybe we were getting out of this stock market mess, but then the last three and a half weeks have not been great. And one of my partners here at Fortress Planning Group, Brian Kayan, he's a certified financial analyst and a certified public accountant. He wrote an article this week about inflation, the Fed, and the midterm elections. 
which will get posted in the show notes at bestandwealth.com. And what I want to do is highlight some of the things within the article that Brian wrote this week. Because as I said, I thought we were maybe getting out of some of this mess early in the third quarter when stock markets started taking off. I think the S&P 500 rose at least 8%. And then two Fridays ago, since the recording of this episode is September 9th, but it won't actually come out for a week after. But on August 26th, Jerome Powell told investors at Jackson Hole that the Fed is committed to raising rates and fighting inflation until, and I quote, it gets the job done. Once those words were uttered, the stock market has been going down for the most part ever since. You see, the Fed is very hawkish now on inflation. That's a hawkish statement meaning the Fed may even go above and beyond what they stated earlier on raising interest rates to fight inflation. So Brian pointed out in the article that September is traditionally a weak month in the market, and we have the upcoming midterm elections, which means a lot of us are a little bit afraid and we see little upside in stocks for the following reason. The first is what I said already, what the Fed already said that they are setting the bar high before they back off. They're going to get aggressive on their stance on interest rates. What about inflation? Inflation, it needs to make considerable progress towards the 2% range because the Fed considers 2% a neutral rate of inflation. Now, if we go back in history, inflation has averaged 3% per year. Before the start of last year, the 12, 15 years previous, we've only averaged 2%. We also know from the news that the labor markets are still tight, so further economic slowing is needed. We know that Europe is about to enter a recession. And we also know that China is still implementing zero COVID policy, potentially affecting supply chains. And finally, what we hear on the news is that Russia is causing problems with global energy supplies. Add all that up and you and I probably see little upside in stocks. And if you turn on the news, that's what you're going to hear over and over these seven points that Brian talks about in his article with the biggest three being the Fed, inflation, and slowing economic growth. However, we know that the news does not always and in fact, rarely focuses on the good. Usually the news focuses on the bad. The news wants to get to our emotions, so we stay tuned in. But I wanted to give you some insight on Brian's perspective in this article. The good things that are going on within the economy right now to give us hope for something other than a collapse, the 
last part of 2022. So here are some things that were pointed out in the article. First, many leading indicators continue to point to deflation slash disinflation. Over 40% of the components that make up the consumer price index have declined from their recent highs. That's good news. That's not something that we're concentrating on in the news right now. U.S. corporations remain impressively resilient, emerging from the global pandemic more efficiently and with better cost discipline. It is showing in the quarterly reports. U.S. corporations are also weathering the inflation surge impressively. These are good signs. This is good news for investors. This is news that we don't hear very often. And there's more. The U.S. economy has managed to absorb the rapid Fed rates thus far. Labor issues are improving, evidenced by last month's job reports showing an increase in the participation rate. Investor sentiment remains near rock bottom, worse than the great financial crisis by many metrics. Why is that good news? Because when investor sentiment is its lowest, that sometimes is a sign of the bottom. There's been a drop in energy, housing, and commodity markets, which helps support a lower inflation outlook. Remember, we were expected to get to $140 a barrel of oil. That was the prediction this summer. Yet currently, oil sits at $86 a barrel which is below the Russia-Ukraine crisis levels. Oil was higher when the war started with Ukraine than 86 a barrel. And last week, ISM manufacturing prices paid index fell to the lowest levels of the year in line with pre-pandemic figures. Those, my friends, are eight positive signs that maybe, just maybe, we have some reason to believe that the remaining 2022 might have some positive outcomes. And there's one other reason that Brian points out in this article that we should potentially remain positive for the rest of 2022 is the upcoming midterm elections. Remember, midterms are Tuesday, November 8th. And Brian did some research. And in the 12 months prior to election day, market performance has historically been muted at best and generally very volatile, much like we're seeing right now. But the good news is, In the year after midterms, market returns, and this is the S&P 500. This is not something you can invest in. It's just an index. You can invest in an indexed fund that will do its best to mimic the S&P 500. But the S&P 500 market returns have averaged over 16% the year following midterms. And that is regardless of which party is in power. And in the article, Brian points out that the S&P 500 has produced positive returns in every single 12-month period.
period after a midterm election since 1940. Does that mean it's going to happen again? That we're going to see positive returns 12 months after November 8th of this year? No, we're not guaranteeing anything. In fact, as a fiduciary, I could never guarantee anybody anything. But it is always good to take a look at what happened historically. Because when I look at all this news, hey, we may have already seen peak inflation. The highest inflation rates may already be behind us. The economy remains healthy. Unemployment rates are low. And it seems as though companies, publicly traded companies, have been able to absorb these ongoing interest rate increases. Because remember, we're still at pretty low interest rates, even though they've gone up a whole lot in the last year and a half. So as I say again, maybe, just maybe, the worst is behind us. Now, could I be wrong? Well, yes, of course. We don't know. We may not have seen the bottom. We may not see a stock market bottom until next year. We don't know for sure. We don't have a crystal ball. But what we do know is that discipline is key. And so if we pay attention to the positive things, we will be more likely to stay disciplined. And going back to my opening, do you have a routine? Does your routine mean watching a lot of news? I did it once last week. Guess what? It wasn't a great outcome. I woke up, I went down to the gym, I turned on the news, and by the time I was done working out, I felt depressed because I didn't hear one good positive sign or positive story. But guess what? They are out there. They are out there. It depends what you concentrate on. If you're going to watch a lot of news, you're going to hear a lot of bad stuff because there's a lot of bad stuff to report on, but there's also a ton of good stuff. And we at Best in Wealth are gonna continue to deliver you the positive things that are happening in the market and in the world so we can stay positive and so we can stay disciplined. Because at the end of the day, if you want the greatest chance for success for your family, for your 401k plan, for your IRA, for your retirement. You need to keep a positive outlook or you will make emotional decisions that could disrupt your retirement, could disrupt your 401k in the tunes of hundreds of thousands of dollars depending on the size of your portfolio. So let's, as a best in wealth community, concentrate on the positive things. Let's make sure we we are we know what's going on. We know the bad things, but let's pause, let's concentrate on the good things. All right. That's all the time I have today. I hope everyone has an amazing week and I'll see you all on the flip side. Bye-bye. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth podcast. 
The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.